Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Keisha Green, that's my lady, yo. If you can tune in, it's the way to go. Educated author with major goals. I've been coming right here, you have the place to be. It's a boy, get mentored, and it's all for free. Ooh, we, and you know where it's at. With Miss Green on the right side of the chat. I write with a purpose, so everything is worth it. An educated platform, something you can work with. Readers, yeah, come over here. Come and get the info from some of your peers. Hello, open line, yeah, we got open air. Talk what you love and express what you fear. Afraid to lose, but born to win. Hey, Miss Keisha, yeah, we're trying to go win. Come on. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Writer's Life Chat. This is Keisha Green. It's a Manic Monday. And boy, oh boy, do we have a show for you tonight. I want you to get your pen and pad out and take some notes because I know there are going to be some jewels that will be dropped tonight. Oh my goodness. Where do I even begin? Let's start. Well, basically, tonight is the What is Street Lit panel discussion, and I have some heavy hitters for you, and you're going to love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, tonight for the Street Lit panel discussion, I am going to be chatting with Al Sadiq Banks, Aaron Bebo, Sean Sinclair, and June Miller. If you are a fan of urban fiction and street lit, you know those names, you've read the book. And tonight, we are going to talk with the four of them about this million-dollar genre, the industry, the good, the bad, the ugly, the little gray areas, all of that stuff. But you definitely, this is a great, great show, so I want to let you know. If you have any questions or comments, please call in. The show number is 718-508-9827. Again, the number is 718-508-9827. If you would like to post your question in the chat room, please Create a profile on the Blog Talk Radio page, and we will um, post. You know, excuse me, read your question on the air. But you got to create a profile. Otherwise, all you can do is just read what's going on in the chat room. But definitely, please create a profile. Post your questions. I will read them on the air. Also, you can tweet me on Twitter at Keisha Green, and I will read them as well. Hit me up in my inbox. And so we can, you know, we can discuss it. And I always want to say, if you're just listening, when it comes to the um, part where I'm, if you're just listening, please say you're just listening so we can go on to the next call. I anticipate a lot of calls coming in tonight, so I don't want anyone to feel neglected, ignored, or any of that stuff. So definitely, please, 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 just say you're listening. Um, Just press one if you would like to be put into the queue so I can take your call so that you can talk to one of the panelists. Like I said, again, tonight's show is the What is Street Lit panel discussion, and I'm talking to four of the industry greats. I'm talking to Al Sadiq Banks, June Miller, Aaron Bebo, and Sean Sinclair, and they are all going to give you their definition of street lit. But before I go into the callers, you know, get the show started, let me just tell you, based on Google, this is what Google says the definition of street lit. They say 
street-lit urban fiction is known as street-lit or street fiction, street-lit, whatever. <laughs> it's a literary genre set in, set in a city landscape. However, the genre is much defined by the socioeconomic realities and culture of its characters as the urban setting. The tone for urban fiction is usually dark, focusing on the underside of city living. According to Publishers Weekly, street lit, urban lit, or hip hop lit, whatever you may call it, the popular and controversial genre generally focus on crime, sex, violence, setting African-American neighborhoods. It is also a multi-million dollar industry. So I'm telling you, join me tonight as I chat with these authors as they give their definition of what is street lit. But OMG. I mean, like, can I just say one more time, my panel, Al Sadiq Banks, Sean Sinclair, Aaron Bebo, and June Miller. Like, it gets no greater than that. So I'm thankful that those four have taken time to chat with me on the Writer's Life Chat so that we can, you know, discuss it. But, again, let me just let you know. Let me shout out. The show number is 718-508-9827 to call in with your questions or comments. But I want to let you know that the first um, – I'm going to say about the first half an hour is going to be more so like, you know, dialogue amongst the panel. Then we'll get into the questions and, you know, the calls and so forth. But I don't want you to, you know, miss out. So please don't walk away. Don't walk away from your computer. Don't put your phone down because you might miss something. But even before I get into that, I got to do, you know, what pays the bills over here on the Writer's Life Chat to let you know that tonight's show is sponsored by Imani Wisdom's latest release, The Journey of Ruthie Bell. So one click that on Amazon, or if you like an autographed copy, go over to her website at www.imaniwisdom.com. And also, too, I want to let you guys know, and this is for the female female entrepreneurs that are out there, I want you guys to um, save the date because April 8th, the Network to Net Worth Ladies Brunch is coming to Jersey, to Edison, New Jersey, on April 8th, and I am going to be a featured panelist there as well as Azarel, Tressa Smallwood, and some other greats. So definitely, ladies, if you're looking for an empowerment, empowerment brunch, please, this is the one to be at Network to Net Worth. Save the date, April 8th, and we're looking for vendors, so reach out to myself or to Azarel on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, however. But hit us up. We want to hear from you. But, yes, April 8th. So, yeah, that's it. Now let's get back into what is Street Lit, the panel discussion. And so let me get my guests on. I got I got them on the line, and I'm just, oh, my God, I'm getting excited. Like, wow, this is super, super dope. But let me get my first caller in. Okay. Mr. Sinclair, you're first up. Good evening, Keisha. Welcome. Good evening. Welcome. Uh, Welcome to you. the Writer's Life Chat. No thank problem, you for having no problem, me. So. You are welcome. Thank you for being a part of the show. This is going to be so dope, Sean, for real. This is dope. I can this imagine. This is really, really I can dope. Right? Exactly. <laughs> now, before I even get into that, I got to bring in another caller. I hear an echo. Do you have me on speakerphone? No, I've got you on these speakers. Hold on. Do you hear echo now? Let me see. Is it still No, I don't. Is it still there? No, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, it is there. Oh, yeah, it is there. All right, let me take it off. Hold on. All right, what about now? 
Okay, so I think you sound great now. Now we're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, oh, before we get started, this, this pollen down yeah. in the south got me a little under the weather, so if you hear my voice kind of crazy, that's what it is. We don't care about that as long as you drop the jewels and keep it what we're talking about. We don't care. Take your medicine, whatever you have to do. <laughs> this is the street and the panel discussion show in five plans. Keep it street, right? That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, keep it street, but no. Okay, so we won't keep you. We got to get your rest, but I want you to get your, your cool. points across before beforehand and everything. But, yeah, still better, but, yeah, it is what it is. So now... I'm going to bring mm-hmm. on the second, my second guest, so that um we can really get this show started. Okay, Mr. Banks, welcome to the Writer's Life Chat. How are you? Hey, what's going on? Can you hear me? Playing over here. Yes, I can hear you. All right. Okay. All right, we're going to jump right in. Alphadine Banks, Sean Sinclair, the topic is street lit, Okay. Now, I know that automatically, no matter what you're writing within those pages, because whatever the title is, they automatically say it's street lit and that's what you, you know, what you do. But I want you both to describe to me what your writing is and do you define it as street lit? And I'm going to start that off with Sean. Hey, Keith, nah, not at all. What I, what I write is... um. Primarily, I write gangster erotica, and I came up with that genre. What gangster erotica basically is, is street lit mixed with a heavy dose of erotica. And um, it's too much erotica to just be street lit, and it's too much street lit to just be erotica. And I combined the two to form my own genre called gangster erotica. So all of my books that are out now, it's gangster erotica. Okay. Alpha D? I mean, Keith, you already know how I feel about the whole street lit thing, um, I, in no way do I classify mine as a uh, as street lit. I'm just I'm just a black writer. That's how that goes. Okay. Love it. Okay. Okay. Now, why do you think they put you there? Is it what I described, or is it they don't know where else to put you? It's just it's um, simple. Keep them all in one category. And it's just it's just it's just a way to put us all in the basket, in the same basket, and to keep us away from the masses. You dig what I'm saying? As long as they, you know, label street lit, then a person, a person who has, you know, has no interest in reading about the streets, then they won't go there for it. You understand? But it's the same, you know, it's the same as, you know, uh, they don't, they have empire and power, and they don't necessarily call that uh, street film. They just call it, you know, a black film. Mm, you dig drama, what I'm saying? Crime but, yeah, dr- crime drama. Yeah, it's just, you know, and, and, you know, all races watch it because you don't have it in that, in that little basket. You know, say as long as you just keep it right there in that category, then the only people that are, that will ever even look into it is people that are interested in street shit. That's simple. Mm, okay. So, do you yeah, have a definition for street for street lit? What would you call it? Say it again. What would your definition of street lit be to you? Um. I mean, it's, I, I see. I can't speak for everything that's out there because I mean, some of that shit might really be street lit. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about what I do. What I do, and no. so I, you know, the, 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 the base, you know, the, the base that I try to, you know, try to appeal to is is, is the crime drama. You know what I mean? I, you know, I would never put myself in uh, street lit because you know, I mean, once 
I mean, I would never classify myself as, as street lit because once I make that classification, then you know you're just gonna you're probably gonna look for the standard, you know, you know whatever else you may have read out there. You see what I'm saying? So that, like mm-hmm. like that ain't that ain't that ain't my twist. Like you know, I like to execute plot. I like character development. Like I like I, you know I I I appreciate the craft of writing. And I don't know I don't mm-hmm. know I don't know a street I don't know a street lit, you know uh you know is, is a definition for 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 what I what I consider what I do. And you know, and I know a few others who do. So I don't know if that's the right, you know, the right title to put on it. Oh, yeah, I think I right, think sure. street lit is limiting. I think street lit is limiting. I think that was a way, like the brother said, for them to put us inside of a box, kind of like mm-hmm. saying, "Look, keep them niggas over there." You know what I'm saying? When you exactly. go inside a bookstore, the niggas on the other side, mm-hmm. but you can't say the niggas, mm-hmm. so they gotta say street lit. You street know what I'm saying? Part of my language. Is what it is. <laughs> all, all no, it is what it is. Keep it real. No, because I get it. As I so mentioned do, before. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sean. Now, real quickly, like James Patterson, the cross series, that's street. That's, that takes place in the streets. You dig what I'm saying? They don't call that street fiction mm-hmm. or street lit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So now my question would be, Sean, um, do you believe that urban fiction and street lit are the same? Hmm. Well, I, I did a panel last year with the brother Omar Tari, and he was saying that he was kind of like bring the, that uh, up. <laughs> yeah, because you were, yeah you were there you remember me and Omar we kind of you know we, we went back and forth about it. He I, I did understand his point back then, but we no longer have to go through that now. Basically, he was saying that when he was having these meetings with these different uh, label heads, whatever, he had to find a way to get his stuff, get his type of books or our books in a section where we won't have to compete with the masses because basically we didn't have a representation back then like that. So he came up with the uh, thing using from, from radio, using the term urban. And that's how the urban, came, urban term came to classify his books. That being said, you know, I really highly detest that moniker urban fiction. But street lit, eh, I don't mind because some of it is street lit. You dig what I'm saying? But don't classify mm-hmm. the books as just street lit because there's so much more than that. Okay. Um, okay. I do. I do. Okay, so Al Sadiq, do you think that it's the same or there's a big difference between urban fiction and street lit? Um, I mean, I, I, I really believe it's, it's all the same thing. You know, it's, it, it all, I mean, in my opinion, it, it all falls under the same umbrella. Like, it's, you know, street lit, urban fiction. Gangster novels, all, you know, all all of that, all of that is to me is is the same. Like I mean, like you know, when you when you when you can hand when you can hand your books uh, to readers, you know, that don't come from the street and they still can appreciate it. So like, why why should it be considered street lit? Like in my opinion, right? You think know what I'm saying? Okay, okay, all right. Now I want to go back to you guys both said that. Okay, the street lit title genre was created to separate um, to separate us from the masses. And, you know, with other shows, they don't call it that. It's a crime drama, this, that, and the third. Do you feel, let me, let me take that back, not do you feel, but they say that street lit is a multi-million dollar industry. So if it's making all of this money, why not open it to the masses and just call it fiction? Who wants to take a stab at that one? I mean, I, uh, I mean, you can go first, bro. I'll go after you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I got, it, I got it. 
They the best for that. I think um, at the end of the day, here's the crazy thing about that, right? They call it street fiction and, and like, like, yeah, that's that street fiction. But, oh, let, let me say this. I think urban is kind of endorsed by the industry. Street lit was what they started calling it when brothers like Alice D and Terry Woods and people like that were getting on the street. They couldn't eat off of that. You know what I'm saying? The masses couldn't eat off that right away because the brothers and sisters was taking it to the streets. So I think that's where that term street literature came at as opposed to urban. That being said, America has always loved the street lit. You dig what I'm saying? From the Maria Puso back in the day to even right now in power. You know, they love their street mm-hmm. shit, real talk. But when they call yeah. it street lit, it's because they can't control it. We got our hand like the brother independent. You know what I mean? 15 years strong. So they saying street lit because that lets people know he's not a part of the industry, per se. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Wow. That's um. That you definitely make sense there. It's still yeah, separating it. It's still even yeah, though it's still, with it making money, still separate. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because hmm. you know you would think that um, with the money aspect of it, okay, this genre is making money. We could make more money. Still, that's not the attitude. It's still keep it separate. Interesting. Because they can't control it. Yeah, they can't control it. Yeah, they can't control Mm. it. And and one of the biggest factors is they don't really understand the market still to this day. You know, Mm. you're talking about about 20 years, and they still don't understand the market. I mean, you see, they they don't really deal with, uh, you know, the the fiction, you know, urban fiction, street lit, whatever you want to call it, as, as much as they used to because when they take a stab at it, it never really generates the paper that they they expected to they expected to listen to. Like they don't understand the market. They don't know how they don't know how to move these guys. They don't know how to turn authors into celebrities. Like you know, the, the white authors can build a whole career without without ever showing their face. Where 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 black authors we're different. We, we're more visual. Like we want to see the artists. We want to get in, in tune with right. the with the artists. You know what I'm saying? So as long as you keep these authors, you know, hid and you know out of the way, mm-hmm. it's, it's never going to be to go mainstream. Like, and they don't understand how to move these books. Like, they, you know, they they think that the booth, the books are moved in Target and Walmart. That's really not the demographic. So they don't understand the market. They don't. They don't. You know, they try to take stabs at it with different companies, and then you see what they do is that's why they have no problem giving a person an imprint deal, a person who they think will understand the market. They tried the Fifty Cent. They tried the. Uh, the mob beats. They try to. They try. They they try different figureheads to put them in place, mm-hmm. hoping that they understand the market. That's really mm. what it is. Like they, they, they truly don't understand the market to really to really generate the money that that the, that it that it can generate. Right. I mean, mm. if you think, if you take it back to two thousand two, you take it back to two thousand one, two thousand two, the editors would send your book back because they didn't even understand how to edit your book. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so, so now mm-hmm. it's, it's no it's no different than that. They they've had some successful authors that you know have have made it over the you know made it over the hump, but they've they've had more losses than they've had gains when it comes to that. They don't understand the market. So it's, and, and and if they bring it mainstream, right? They take the chance of the mm-hmm. author who they're building up. Now now see see music is different. Like you know we used to care about labels in music. In books, it don't matter what, what, what label you have on your book, whether it's Shooter Life, whether it's uh, uh, Pen to Pen, whether it's uh, Diva Books. They don't care really what the logo is on the back. They care about the author's name. They don't care what company you with. You understand? So when you, put right. 10 book, when you put 10 books on the shelf and we bring all this stuff to the masses, right, and if you put uh, seven mainstream books up there and three 
you know, three uh, independents. There's no guarantee that they're going to grab the, the, the mainstream books over the independents. They don't have a, there's no guarantee mm-hmm. with that. Because for one, the book game is not wow. like music, you know, it's, it's not like music. So, you know, it's not, it's not a lot of, uh, you know, prejudice with labels and all. It's not none of that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now mm-hmm. with those 10 books, yeah. everybody, got a, everybody got a fair chance. So now it boils mm-hmm. down to the cover. It boils down to the cover. It boils down to the synopsis. It, you know, it boils, it boils down to all those different ingredients that may necessarily, that don't necessarily mean that they're going to win when it comes to who the, what book you're going to pick up. Mm. Wow. Was that not a jewel there? Oh my goodness. No question. I, that was oh my, dog. oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> I, right? I was sitting here like oh. yeah. I mean that's 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 the reality though. That's the reality. It's like it's like how can it, how can you how can I shine something on shine a light on something that I have no control over? Now I bring the I bring right. the light to it and then I end up getting the smallest piece of the pie. Because mm-hmm. there's so many other books out there. There's so many other books out there, and the raw, the raw shit is really what they want. But the mainstream, you know, there's so many different guidelines. You know, they can't write this, they can't write that, they, they can't go too graphic like that. Independents can do what you want. So there's a chance that right. they're going to reach for that book right there over the mainstream clean-cut joint. Mm-hmm. No question. Okay. Wow. Definitely, definitely. I have a, um, I have a question for you, Sean. I do this um, just to give you a little background with this. I do the What Is Street Lit panel discussion every year. This is like my fifth year doing it, and I try to get different people each year. And I, I'm trying to remember who said it, but one of the things about this, um, about the industry and the street lit part of it, someone once said that we're not taken seriously because of when it comes to the urban fiction, street lit, whatever, there are so many people that are not, they're disrespecting it so that this is where we're going to be in this category until we do better. Do you agree or disagree? Um, no, nah, I'm 50-50. On the one hand, I do think that authors, not just, all, not just street lit authors, but authors, period, should take this craft serious and put their best foot forward. That being said, I think there's still institutional racism within the literary industry, and we can have the best books ever. Take take the brother for example, right here, Al Sadiq. His joint's classic, but do you know mm-hmm. Al Sadiq like you might know a James Patterson or a Leonard L. Moore or somebody like that? No, and the reason right. why right. is because of the institutional racism. It's inherent inside the literary system. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. books are getting better. Books are getting edited better. Books are getting better covers. You know, we have breakout uh, quote-unquote urban authors, but they still not getting the type of deals like, what's the chick named E.L. James chick, Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We still not getting those kind of deals because it's inherent racism inside the literary system. No no doubt about it. So the mm-hmm. answer is no. I wow. think it has nothing to do with that in the grand scheme of things. Okay, so now let me ask Because I still read a book week point stuff, but I still, I still read a book a week, right? And a lot of those mainstream books, I still see errors in those books too. Now, maybe not yeah, as much maybe. as Joe Blue Publishing, but I still see right. errors in those books. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're there. They're definitely there. Yeah, they're there. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So now I would ask then, you're saying that that's from the, from the higher up. That's what the publisher mm-hmm. is, you know, 
they're not offering those type of deals. Now let's take it down to the readers because as an author, okay. we want we want readers. Do you feel that now it's easier for anyone to write street lit? It's just there. Anybody could be an author, and the readers they read it, and it may not be the best book, but they're saying it is. So then when you put a book like Alcide Banks in front of them, it's like almost foreign to them. Like, what? There's a plot. There's character development. There's all these <laughs> elements that we know to be the norm, but it's for the newer readers that are coming in. Do you, um, you know, so what do you say about that? Mia, bro. You. <laughs> you <should. laughs> nah, um, I honestly, I have a saying that I live by, and that's that the cream will always rise to the top. A reader, a real reader, they'll let you know. They'll let you know if your stuff not up to par, and they're going to weed all the other stuff out. You see what I'm saying? You might have some guys who win for a little while, but they're not going to last long because the true reader is going to weed them out, and the word is going to spread. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that answer. Al-Sadiq, let me ask you now. You have been here for a minute. Like, you didn't just – this is not new to you, and you've seen a lot of authors come and go. What would mm-hmm. you say – I wouldn't say what your recipe for success or longevity is, but what do you think keeps you still here, whereas you could have left years ago? I mean, consistency. Um, you know, just you know, keep on banging them, you know what I'm saying, weather the storm. Uh, I mean, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys pulled out when when uh, when when it was when it, when the game went belly up. You know what I mean? But if this is you, you know, as a hustler, you know, I know that I, you know, I just can't be quitting every time shit don't go the way I wanted to go. You know what I mean? But if if a dude don't have mm-hmm. that mindset, then as soon as he see the, you know, as soon as he see the the, the, uh, the ship sinking, then he gonna jump off. You know what I mean? Then it's another a lot of things. Another there's a few different things like um all the guys that that are here that aren't here now that necessarily came in, in the be- from the beginning is because they went with the majors. Like, the majors, it's not their job to keep you alive. Mm. Like, you're only, you're only mm-hmm. you know, the last book that you drop, you get three months of promotion, three months of on a shelf. After that, you're done if you don't have nothing else. When, when you know, saying we're independent, you can, keep, you can keep your company alive as long as you put the bag up and keep the company alive. But the mm. majors not going to do that for you. You know what I'm saying? So you think you look at guys who took, you know, big big checks years ago. It's not the, it's, it wasn't the major's job to keep them alive, so they died. Mm. Okay. All right. I can dig it. I can dig it. Now, Sean, with you, you're coming in, and I'm not going to say like you're a freshman here. You know, you have multiple titles, and you're respected for your contribution. You know, to this industry as well. But what are you seeing? Because let's take let's take you back when you were just a reader. Now mm-hmm. you're an author, and now, you, like you said, I'm still reading a book a week, and I'm seeing things. Indeed. What do you see? What besides not just the I'm not even talking about the errors, but what are you seeing in the talent of? Okay, are people respecting it? Are they not? Are they missing something? What it you know? What are you reading? Well. For the independent books, they're, they're they're not trying to spend the money where it needs to be spent. That, um, 
And I'm only saying that I'm not trying to be elitist here because I want to read it regardless. If the story is good, it's good. But a lot of them not spending money when it comes to the typesetting and the edits, and that can make a book bad. You see what I'm saying? You have some people who really have talent, but they don't want to either spend the money or take the time to hone that talent. They want to just put it out there just to say, yo, I'm an author. And in return, when I read those books, I'm saying to myself, like, wow, like, for example, I just reviewed a book recently, and the story was great. But when I when I wrote the review, I had to mention, you know, that the, the cover was kind of lacking and some edits inside. So to answer your question, I think the stories are good, but people are not really taking the um, craft serious as far as knowing that you're putting a product out. For example, if you were a chef and you're cooking up a steak, you wouldn't neglect to put the salt and the pepper and the onions on it just because you want to rush the meal out to the to the diners. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You you would take the time to season the steak. You would put the, the uh, onions on it, the bell peppers. You know, you would put the best product out possible. So I think right. a lot of authors they're not they're, they're neglecting to put the seasoning on it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what makes the meal mm-hmm. because without the seasoning, you just got a hunk of meat. Sure. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah. Secondly, I think a lot of the stories are kind of cliche still. You know, they're not taking time with the character development. You know, why? Like, okay, you see this guy making his money. This this guy went from being a high school kid uh, or a college kid to the drug game. Why? You know, there's a story there. There's a, there's a significant amount of backstory, at least from point mm-hmm. A to mm-hmm. point F. And I think a lot of uh, mm-hmm. books nowadays are leaving that out. Mm-hmm. They're leaving okay. those kind of things out with character development, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think character development, it plays a major, major part in the story. And, you know, like you're saying, there there are some steps that do get skipped or they're not focusing on and they're just putting that hunk of meat because it's such a demand for, I don't know who said it, but somewhere they're trying to beat this clock that says, you got to drop the book. If you put one out in May, you better have another one by June. You better have another one by yeah. July. Or, you know, whereas I remember at one point reading a book from an author and it would be like a year, sometimes even two years or longer before another oh, book yeah. came. Oh, yeah. And now it's just everybody's dropping a book, dropping a book. Do you think that that um, kind of, you know, I don't want to say, say there's too many um, writers out there, but what does that do to the industry? Uh, I mean, I, really, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it. Uh, I, I mean, in any industry, like if you look at if you look at rap, like people always say that the the, uh, the book game is oversaturated, but it's no more oversaturated than than the rap game or the music game. Period. Like, I mean, it's just it's just so many different. It's so many rappers out there on on all scales, so many different levels. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with books. Like some guys, you know, be here for you know for as long as they want to be here. Some guys will only be here for one book. It's the same game, so I don't think it can never get oversaturated, you know, in that sense. But um, like I think the readers, like the readers, if if you if you think about the thing, like the distribution channels were bigger back in the day, which meant that you had more time to travel with the book. Today, the the distribution is so so narrow that you know a, a new author can put a book out, and by the time he sells two hundred copies, they ask, you know it's, it's time for him. He 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 already hit the ceiling already. Now he got to go in and, and, put, and put a new book, <clears throat> put a new book out to get some new money coming in. 
when before you could eat for four or five, maybe six months off a of, off of, off of book before it started slowing down because the channel was is, was wider. Mm. Mm. Okay. okay. That definitely. Think, do you want to add on, Sean? Yeah, I do, actually. I think um, it's all about balance because we can, as authors, we're competing with so many things with people's attention, social media, jobs, families, social media again. So mm-hmm. you know you want to keep you want to keep your name inside of people's faces, but you got to put quality out. For example, DMX dropped two albums in '98, but they were both fire. So you had to give him his props. You dig mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, my man who remained lame from the West Coast, he dropped three albums one year and shit flopped because the quality wasn't there. So oh, yeah. same thing. It's, it's okay. Yeah, you could you could like for me, I got books in the cut. Literally, still books in the cut right now. Now, part of it me being lazy, but another part of it is all about timing. You see what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it's all about timing. Yeah, you got to balance things out. Okay, balance, balance. That definitely is key. So now I want to shift um, gears a little bit and go back to um, Al Sadiq when you mentioned that the industry, they didn't know what to do with um, its genre, so – um, they they kind of like let it go, but then you said they then they brought in you know the mob beat. Then you had you know the cash money content, fifty cent, all of these people uh, you know attached to authors with these books, but they didn't understand it. So they still those people walked away, and now it's still over there to the side. And mm-hmm. I would think that with like okay, if you take a fifty cent. Or if you take cash money, you say, these guys are successful in the music industry, okay? It's dealing with writing. It's dealing with publishing, you know, law, what's, what's right, what's wrong. Why wouldn't that remain the same dealing with books? And they would apply yeah. that to this genre and be that, great, and be that much greater. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's two different forces. It's two different forces. Like, okay. I mean, you know, I don't know, I don't know 50. I don't know what I do know is I don't, I, what I, what I believe is they don't know, they don't know nothing about books. You know what I'm saying? You got, you, you got authors out here, you got authors out here that don't understand how to move books. So I'm sure, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just because they, you know, they record, you know, they, they, you know, executives of their own company and shit like that, that don't mean they know how to move books. Like uh, a reader, Although you know a reader and uh, it's still the same thing. You try to get to a reader, or you trying to get to a um, you know to a, a listener, music. Like, but it's still like readers have different different qualities, different traits. You know, what I'm saying music listeners. You know, the person who listens to music, he 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 got a few a few minutes on his hand. He he don't have to sit down and and and, and you know and, and delve into a book for uh for four or five hours to get to the end. It's a whole different demographic. And you have to understand that too. Like you know, what I'm saying like uh, a reader right. most of the time is a more is a more settled person with a with a with a uh, with a bigger you know more of attention span, as opposed to mm-hmm. somebody who may listen to music who don't have the time for that, or a person who's on social media all day who had who had the time for that. You have to understand the market and what you're dealing with. So just to put an executive in, in, in you know as a figurehead there don't mean he know how to move books. Mm. Okay, okay, got it. It makes sense. I'm um, definitely. I um. I remember a few years ago when I had Kawan here on the show, and this is like um, going back when he he and Fifty had that book Blow, and he said to me that it was you would think having Fifty Cent on this book with me 
would do, it would be great. But it kind of, it was like more, it did a little damage than good because now you have people who are thinking that 50 Cent is this writer and, oh, well, who is this guy, Kawan, where it's like, hey, I'm the writer. Like, you know, he's overshadowing this project, but y'all think that this is what's supposed to happen. And this is just going to, you know, he's making money as a rapper and he's going to make money as an author. You put them together and it's going to make a bunch of, you know, more money where, no, it doesn't. Mm-mm. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I guess, you know, go, going back, right, going to what you're saying, like, it's not the same. So, again, it's going to be a fail the same way that the masses that keep us over there to the side, even when you put people in front of us that are familiar to us, it's still not going to work unless you truly understand the business. I mean, we've, we've had, we've, we've had three attempts so far and I don't know nobody numbers or, you know, their success rate, but I know they're not here. Another term. We had three, three rappers. You know what I'm saying? You talk about, you talk about cash money, a dude. And, you know, and I'm not saying he failed that. It, 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 you know, it probably just wasn't enough money involved for him. Like, you know what, man, this shit ain't what I thought it was. I'm out. I don't know. I don't know the reason. But what I'm saying is, we had three people who have who have had success. So, you know, we know two have had major success. We know, you know, they've had success in what they do, but they get here and they and they it doesn't carry over like that. You have to know how to move books, man. Right? You got to know you you have to know the market. You got to know the demographic. Like you just don't set up a bookshop and just and and just hope people are going to come in. You, right. you have to understand. You got to understand. You got to understand the demographic and the target audience, or it's going to fail every time. Okay. Yeah. No, matter who, no matter who you put there. Yeah. And so yeah, I guess those, now I, I don't think anyone can do it. I think with those situations, the money will help. Those situations, having a backer, having that money can help, but, again, you got to know how to move the money. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, You put a person – you you can have all the money in the world, but what you do is you like you, you put people in those places that – I mean, because it wasn't necessarily 50 – that was uh, I, I don't believe dealing with the book shit, or I don't, and I don't think Baby was dealing with the book shit. You had people who had no interest in books, just using their just using using them as the poster boy for the situation. They don't care about books. Mm. Like music is their passion. They don't care about books. Now you put a guy who loves books and you know who loves to read and who, who loves the craft and all that. If you put him in, in in charge of that company with the bag they had, then you got an engine. No doubt. But just having a rapper's face up there doesn't mean shit to the, to the book world. Yeah, right. you gotta know how to move, you right. gotta know what you're doing. You gotta move, know how to move that money. Know where to put it at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I, definitely I mean, agree with that. I mean, it's like it, it doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter who. It's, it's very few that I've seen that you know. I mean, you know, on on that level, like that, know how to move books, who know the demographic of what they're doing. It's not a lot. It's, it's not a lot. I'm talking about on a, on, a, on, a, on a mainstream level, like you know what I'm saying, or coastal mainstream level. Like it's not a lot of people out there that really know how to, to you know, move books. Most people just get grabbing a book and holding and just shooting it in the air, hoping it, that it lands somewhere. Because you know it, there was a time when when that did work, but that doesn't work anymore. Mhm. Wow. And Definitely. I find, and I, find I myself, agree. I find myself 15 years in, and guess what? It's days that I wake up and I be like. What the fuck? Like, where do I go next? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's certain days that I don't understand the market. I've been here all right. the time, and it's still, it's still days that I don't understand. Like, yo, this shit, it changes every, it changes every so often. You have to be at a, be a, just at the time. Right. I think, yeah. Let me let me let me tag into that, please. 
And that's why I think going back to, uh, like you were saying earlier, how they don't understand the market because, you know, hip-hop culture, frankly, blacks, we move the culture in America as a whole. And, you know, we wake up one day, we might decide we're not on to someone one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> today, the, day, the move might be the Thames. Tomorrow might be some other stuff. You dig what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you can't adapt mm-hmm. to those times in real, if you can't adapt to those changes in real time, you're going to get left behind, yeah. you know? So corporate America, yeah. corporate America, these majors, they move to a certain structure. Hip-hop, mm-hmm. what makes us so unique is that we don't have that particular structure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we like, yeah. we'll have to wake up one day. What was hot to, yesterday ain't hot today. So you yeah. have to be able to adjust True. to that. Exactly. True. Okay. I'm going to bring on our third guest to the show, Mr. Aaron Bebo. Hello, Aaron. How are you? Welcome to the show. What's going on, Keith? How y'all brothers doing? Peace, bro. Sean. Peace, how y'all? I'm good. I'm hey, good. hey, hey. The party's all here. We, we we got one more to come on, but Aaron, let me um take you back, and I want you to tell me what is your definition of street lit? Um, when I think of street lit, I think of like specific type of title, specific type of writing, and specific people. First, I will, I will, I'm looking like I'm looking at people like Chester Holmes, Iceberg, because I think those mm-hmm. those those two people right there set the tone. And then you know I think mm-hmm. Goins later on came along, off of them, and, and, and picked up what they was putting down, and just he made it. He made it. I I want to say he more glamorized it to the to the to the to the forefront as far as the street lit genre. But those two, okay. like those Chester Holmes and, and, and Robert Beck in particular, their their execution on language was far better than Donald Goins to me. And um okay. I think that they, they set the tone as far as being able to take the language, use it and expand on a particular particular lifestyle and condition of a particular people and how they were living mm. and what they were doing to okay. get by and all that and, and a lot of times they was they was keeping the street because there's one thing I do be seeing that's missing today and, and a lot of things that's classified street lit is the number one element to the streets the realness like it don't be like they was keeping it real like if you read anything about Chester you read anything about Ice, Iceberg this actual Fact, it ain't no fantasy stuff going on. It's just the conditions and circumstances of people and the things they were doing to get along or get over or to survive those conditions. Same thing with Donald okay. Goins too. Like he didn't really had nothing far fetched. So when I when I think of street lit, I think of that. I think of you know you you writing in a genre in which the language is specific. Number one. That's what's going to classify your, you away from everybody else that's writing. Because a lot of times I, be in, I see urban fiction, books that's urban fiction, which could be James Patterson, anybody that, that will get released by an African-American author, and it'll be classified as street lit. And I'll read the content, and it really isn't street lit to me, though, because okay. of that, because there's no specific execution of language there's no real circumstances and conditions of the people that's being spoke about. 
And, um, you know, that's, that's what street lit is to me, being very specific to the conditions, circumstances of the people, and executing language, and, and, and above all, keeping it real. It has to be real because it's street. Right? Anytime you think of the street, anytime you hear these people talking about they from the streets, <laughs> the first thing they want you to believe is that they're real, that they're authentic. So once okay, I don't see that, so, I'll be like, it's not street lit. Okay, so Aaron, let me ask you this. Do you identify your writing as street lit or urban fiction, or do you have a genre that it could, you know, that you want to place it in? Majority of my writing I do classify as street lit, but, I, you know, I write, other, I write in other genres, and I'll be specific to that too, though. Like if I'm writing like a contemporary, you know, biracial love story, it's going to be exactly, that's exactly where I'm going to classify it at. Like when I wrote Areas of Grey, it wasn't street lit. I'll put it in the right category because that's what okay. it was for. Okay. Okay. I can dig it. Okay, so now here's a here's a tricky one, and I know you're going to laugh or tell me, like, of course, but – you're on the panel right now. We got Sean Sinclair and Al Sadiq Banks. You've read a book by Al Sadiq Banks before, correct? Definitely, definitely. Okay, pick one. No pick exit. One. No exit. No exit. I'm no going exit. there. That's the yeah. That's my favorite okay. book of 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 wow. like really. That's like my favorite book and all the new like the new anything that came out from like ninety nine two thousand and above. Like that's my favorite just for street lit. Like that's well, my favorite okay, joint, man. Because it gets it, 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 when you read it, you already know that whoever wrote this is really either they didn't walked out and they done been sitting, they done <laughs> did what college yeah. professors tell you to do. They done went out and sat on the block and studied the people and studied the actions, or this person was out there walking and living that every day. Like it, immediately, you automatically know that. You know well, what I mean? So I I okay. identify with it. Okay, now it's going to lead me to another question. So you picked No Exit, and um, I don't know if you were listening earlier on when Al Sadiq was stating that he doesn't put himself in that street-lit category. He's saying it's crime drama. It's a crime novel. When you read that, did you feel like, you okay, this is just about, like a, a street you're talking, talking about 2002, though. <laughs> I'm, honestly, oh, okay. I was thinking, honestly, I was thinking, I, I was like, yo, this guy right here is the, the, the iceberg of all times. This is the guy right here is the, the, the Donald Goins of all times. Like, that's what I was thinking, because at that time I was reading a lot of people. Like, there's a lot of people's books I was reading, and, and I'm a reader first. That's one thing. You're not going to pull the wool over my eyes with no words. I'm a reader first. So when I was reading a lot of these other books, I was like, I, I was reading last, hmm, like, this is all right. I'll, be, I'll read something else. I'll be like, eh, this this is okay. Like, I'm like, this is all right. And, that, you know, I, I don't even got a book out. Like, I'm just a reader. I'm like, mm-hmm. when I read his joint, like, yo, me and the dudes I hung out with, because I was locked up at the time. Yo, we spent the yard for, like, almost a week just talking and dissecting wow. the book, different shit. Just every day we meeting up like, yo, giving the book to somebody else so they could join the conversation. Other people like, yo, what y'all talking about? You know, people walking up on the conversation while we talk. They think we talking about something that's really going on in the street right now. 
And we like, nah, yo, it's this book. Like, yo, I read this book. Like, shit got so serious. People didn't want to lend the book out. Like, for real. Like, people was ordering, like, there ain't nobody, nobody ain't getting this. Like, you could read this other shit, but you, like, shit was serious. Wow. And, and it, it was so impactful because, like, we really, like, people, people that's in could identify with this shit. Like, yeah. they really know. Like, yo, whoever wrote this shit. This nigga's in the game right now. Hey. Like, like, we was, like, it was that type of feel. Like, like, it was, like, it, no, seriously, like, it was that type hey. of feeling. You wait, you wait to walk through the doors, right? Not, yeah, yeah not that. so you, much. You, not you hoping for that, but yeah, like, yeah, like, yo, like, this dude right, like, this dude right here is really it. Like, this ain't no, like, you just knew from reading the, you know what it is, too, with me? Like, I said, I'm a reader first. The, the, the a big thing with me with language is word choices. Because you could use so many different words to, to, to speak about something. But when people use certain type of words and specific type of words, it affects the language in a different way. And his wow. book did that. Like I seen like I said you look, I come from reading Lawrence Sanders, Jackie Collins. My favorite author mm-hmm, of all time mm-hmm. is Sidney Sheldon. You feel okay. me? So I'm well versed on language. Like, I'm mm-hmm, quick mm-hmm. to identify with language quick. When yeah. I read this book, I just knew, I'm like, yo, whoever wrote this shit really is out here on this concrete. Like, this right. is not nobody sitting back like, hey, you know what? This ought to be a dope story. I want to write a book today. Because they wouldn't be able to put it together. Yeah, because they wouldn't be, not even saying that nobody's imagination probably couldn't have started it off, but they wouldn't have been able to complete it the way he did without that actual knowledge and just word choices. You could just see mm-hmm. the word choices mm-hmm. was natural. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't no struggle. Like I'll be reading something. I'm like, this guy here or this female here. Like she don't, you know what I mean? Like she don't, she ain't, she ain't got it. She, she don't know what's going on right now. So she should have used a better, like shit. I'd be like, yo, it should have been a different word right there. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay, I know you can't, you can't keep fooling the people, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? You make a fool. You might get away fooling 10 years, maybe 15, 20 years. But eventually, you, you, you know, your coat going to be pulled. You know what I'm saying? Like Definitely. you said, like, it, may start, it may start off a certain way, and then in the middle, you'd be like, ah, then he lost it with that one. Wow. Right. You know what the irony yeah, is? Yeah. You know what the irony is with Alice and books? The irony yeah. is this. It's kind of like an oxymoron, you know? He, am, like, his writing embodies street lit. Like, if somebody right. wanted to do a definition of what street lit is, it's his book. But the <laughs> irony <laughs> is, but no, no, check it. Think this, though, real talk. Here's, the irony of it is this. His books are so much more than just street lit. So it's like an oxymoron. Yes. It's like Catch-22. You see what I'm saying? That's the mm-hmm. irony of it because he, and there's no disrespect to that particular genre, but it's like uh, he writes too good to just be classified as street lit. But the irony is right. if somebody wanted to say, hey, yo, What's street lit? You give them caught them slipping when they finish reading. Like that that's gonna lit. be their treatment. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's street lit. Yeah, you know like you gotta, have, yeah. you gotta yeah. have it. Yeah, yeah. There's so <laughs> much more really than what street lit is. I, I feel yeah. the same way. Uh, I feel the same way about Iceberg. I feel the same way about the Goings. I, I feel the same way about them. And honestly, that's the one thing where I where I, I do I do kind of disagree with 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 y'all brothers on. Like I. I I don't fear the I don't I don't I want the title street. I do want to be separated. I got Honestly, you. I like got I, I really wow. do want to be separated from these other people because it's so specific that anybody Stephen King can't just come do this shit. 
when it's yeah, being done correctly. When it's being done correctly. You know why I have a problem with it? Hmm? I have a problem with it. Hello? You hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Go ahead. The, the, the problem that I have with it is as long as we're in that basket, we can't never get to the real money. We that's can't true. get to the real money. That's that's my problem with it. I don't care about, like, it ain't, I'm not on no sellout shit. I ain't no Uncle Tom. I ain't no motherfucking house nigga. None of that. You understand? But the whole thing is, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to the chicken, man. At the end of the day, as long as I can just, <laughs> it's just my people, we can't, I can't get to the money that I'm trying to get to. You understand? Like, like Stephen mm. King, he has, he has black writers, he has white writers, Asian writers. He, you know, he has. That, that's mm-hmm. why he's able to get. You know, I don't know what his numbers is now, but that's how he's able to get twelve million dollar advance when he, when he, when he, when he signed a fucking book off. You know what I'm saying? We can't Word. get twelve million dollars. We can't get twelve million dollars because the fucking basket is so small that we that we that 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 they're going to you know uh, aim us at. So that's my problem. Yeah. Like I don't really yeah I don't really care about you know I don't really care about I don't care what they call it. I just know that whatever they call it is is stopping me from getting to the big money. That's what they're trying to do. <laughs> that's how I look at it. <laughs> like, okay. As long as y'all keep calling okay, me that, I can't get the fucking money I need. <laughs> yeah, my I, issue. I definitely, I, I, I get it. I totally, totally understand it. Now I'm going to bring on our fourth guest, and now the the panel will be complete. I'm going to bring on Mr. June Miller. Hey, June, welcome to the show. Keys, what's up, Keys? Keys, June, what's good? Yo, what up, brothers? I'm good, man. Good to hear you on here, baby. How you? I'm good, man. I just been on social media, but I'm all right. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta take a break every every so often. Definitely gotta take a break. Yeah. Gotta take a it's break. Too much of it's not good. Yeah, definitely. So June. All right, this is the What Talk is Street Lit panel, and you've been listening in. You've listened to Al Sadiq Banks, Sean Sinclair, Aaron Bebo. So now you're in the hot seat. What is Street Lit, June? What is I Street changed. Lit? Because you're not, you're not a newbie to this. This, um, this is um, not your first time on this panel. So come on, talk to us. No, nah, my, my views definitely changed because, like <laughs> everything else, like everything else, <laughs> In this genre, in this industry, it's always changing. You know what I'm saying? I remember when I first came into it, into the in, into the industry, it was all about paperbacks. And you had to, yeah. everything about paperbacks was when, if it was called, I, back when I came in, it was, it was like urban fiction, I heard street lit. And my first joint was straight street because I was writing from a place that I know, from my own experiences. So... For it to be pegged, street lit, and I'm a dude from the street. I'm like, yeah, give it up. That's what I do. This is, you know, mm-hmm, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So as you, as it, as the, the industry evolved or the genres evolved, it started like everybody started categorizing and they changing names and it's street lit is different from hip hop fiction and you know. And at the end of the mm-hmm. day, to me, it's all it's all fiction. But then when you talk about street, like brother Aaron said, when you say street, you talking about. Yo, this is what goes on out here. So mm-hmm. this is my story. It's like I'm an urban journalist, and I'm telling you, you know, a uh, 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 a glorified version of my life. I ain't trying to get locked up behind what I'm telling you, but at the same time, let me give it to you, um, official. 
So mm-hmm. even with Al Sadiq Banks, like I, 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 I remember the first time when I wrote, and I see people right, um, on the train reading his books. I was like, yo, that's what I want. I want to be sitting on the train one day going to work, and somebody right. pull out my book. I'd be like, yo, that's me right there. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Mm-hmm. And so with the street lit now, I see it as it ain't authentic. Because if they categorize you and they, they sit there and they push everybody that's African-American. If you're an African-American author, you automatically is going to fall down into urban fiction. Mm-hmm. Your reader, your readership is is based on mostly African American, and it's going to be mm-hmm. predominantly females. So, mm-hmm. what female really wants to read about street lit with no romance? Mm-hmm. What, what what female? If that's if that's your market, if that's who's buying most of your books, why? How can you? How many gangster females you know that's going to sit down and and just co take the whole? Like I want to know everything about the streets. This is how he was giving it up. Yeah. A couple, but not a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Feel me? And I and and I saw the genre change. I saw it was like gangster romance. And listen, man, look, I'm a journalist. Mm-hmm. I'm a journalist. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell yeah. you a story. I'm gonna tell you a story now. If you want to peg it fiction, peg it fiction. If you want to put it urban fiction, but if you gonna put me, don't put me in one lane because my books don't have no genre. I can't explain my books to people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just telling you a story. Mm-hmm. Fictional, it's a fictional yeah. story. Do you want to do you want to read mm-hmm. that? So as far as street lit, far as street lit is concerned, to me, it it kind of it kind of puts all African American authors in one box. Exactly, a, a small a small box like that. Right, and and, yeah. and 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 this this industry is. I think you said something about it's a multi million. Soon as you when people start quoting numbers. If you quote, if you tell me a number and it sound high, that means the number there's another number that's above it. So if yeah, right. um, if Streetlit is a multi billion, a multi million dollar business, then um, mm-hmm. fiction is a multi billion dollar business. Mm-hmm. Yo, that mm-hmm. dollar ain't the same no more. That dollar ain't yeah. the same. You can't hold mm-hmm. a dollar. If people tell me, yo, I got 5,000 books and I'm going to sell it, take me three years to sell 5,000 books, that's, that money you getting, that's, that dollar you get ain't going to be the same three years later. Mm-hmm. It got to register today. Those numbers got to count. Oh. That's, 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 that's how I see it. So, and like Al Sadiq saying, he's saying like, yo, listen, we trying to get to the bag. That's, 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 the, that's the real thing. Not, not, self, not on a selfish thing. Yeah. Because, you know, collectively, everybody should start thinking like, yo, listen, it's not just Amazon, homie. Collectively. Yeah, yeah. Start yeah. start putting down some structure to this, man. Start putting structure mm-hmm. down to this and so that you be recognized for what it really is. When you write a great story, it's a great story. The category, mm-hmm. the category really doesn't matter except if it's fiction, let it be fiction. If you want to be mm-hmm. urban fiction, let it be urban fiction. You know what you get. But don't think that it's urban fiction and it's going to be embodied by all African Americans, all yeah, African American authors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, uh-huh. that's what they do, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. now the first thing they think of urban fiction, oh, that's straight hood. Yeah, check that's out. How about that's how I should pitch my book, yo. It's a street story. Street story? What? what? I don't want to read about the street. I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. This is a love story. Exactly. That's all <laughs> See, that's say, like, this Romeo and Juliet. When you go to people and you say, I mean, if if you know that this this how, like the brainwashing that they've done to you know to you know everybody except for now I'm gonna tell you two stories. Now listen, when when I when I go to somebody, if I'm sitting around somewhere and we get to, you know fall in and they go, like, yo, what you do? 
And I said, I'm a writer. They said, you know what book? Oh, you write that street shit. Like, automatically, they turn it. Exactly. This is, what my, this is what my black people do, though. This is what black people do to each other. Listen, oh, you write that street shit. I don't read that street shit. Like, I don't read that street shit. Right? Mm-hmm. But that same situation, when I'm in a white room, and somebody says, to a man, Alfred D. Bank, he's a writer. Oh, what you write? Fiction. Wow, I always want to be a writer. They give me the respect of a fucking doctor. Yeah, that's true. That's true. In the hood, they want to say, oh, I don't read that shit. This another reason to shut us down. Like, another reason to say, oh, I don't read that street shit. But you watch it on TV. You watch it out your fucking yep. window. You live this shit. Your boyfriend is a blood. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What do you say? are raised <laughs> above this shit. Yeah, what do you <laughs> say? Oh, All them stuff God. the same. They'd be like, yo, yeah. it's, I don't read them books. All them books the same, right? But you the same you thing. Yeah. You don't read it because all the books the same. But you watch Love and Hip Hop New York, Love and Hip Hop New York, oh, Atlanta, man. the rerun. Listen to that. They live it. Watch. Show, they live this shit. They yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day. Yeah, they live they it every day. They, they talk about, they act yeah. like they so raised above it, but they live this shit. Like, this is your life. Like, this is really your life. Like, this is what you do every day. But you act like a girl. I, I saw a girl on Twitter one day. She's going to say, oh, I don't read that shit ever since I moved out of the PA. Like, motherfucker, you ain't went nowhere. <laughs> you, 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 ain't far, you, you ain't that far removed from this shit. Your boyfriend's still a motherfucking no. killer. What do you mean? Yeah. And you know what? The, you know what the thing is too. It's the the bottom line to me is that it's the acceptance of your peers, your peers, exactly. and the readers. The reader, the readership has changed because now it's like you have these young, these young readers growing up, and. Mm-hmm. Like reading became the wave, and so they was like, "Oh, you you read this? Oh, this fire! Did you read this book?" And now the book that they talking about fire is a book that's unedited, has no character yep. development, it has no yep. structure whatsoever, but it's written in street terminology. So They're with all the errors yeah. and all the and with all the errors, they sit there and they say, "Yeah, this is this is gangster and this is really street," and I love this. So now their mind is trained to read books like that. And if they read yeah. anything outside of that, they're gonna be like, "Who? Who what are you writing? No, that's not. I, 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 I don't right. like that. I like this." So you basically watered down and you dumbed down to a different to to below normal. What a normal reader, or what? No, not normal, but what a real reader expects from a story from a seasoned author. They just and need to—they all they need to do is step their game up and 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 learn the craft for real, so that it can mm-hmm. gain the respect. I don't care about no new authors coming up because I was a new author. So mm-hmm. my thing was when I came in, I'm coming behind the LCD Banks or coming behind the Kwan or I'm coming behind the Ashley Jaquavis. My thing always was like this: Listen, you got to compete, homie. You have yeah, to compete. You, you you just can't come in and say, yo, I'm going to throw this out here and see what it do. So what, what what the change of the game was, social media came in and it was like, yo, listen, this is what we're going to do. I'm going a, I'm to a find a thousand people to like me. Forget mm-hmm. what I write. Just like me. Rock with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Buy my book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Buy my book. Exactly. I don't care if you read it. Mm-hmm. Who cares if mm-hmm. you read it? Just give me those numbers. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I have other books in different, you know, other genres, but for right now, I'm pushing against erotica because I want that to be synonymous with me. So now you can't put me inside of a box unless it's the box that I designed for myself. So you can't say, yo, I read that book. I read that book. And when I'm out, because I'm still out here pushing my books hand in hand still, and when I, when I hit them with the gangster erotica, oh, what, what's that? Bam, I piqued the curiosity, you know what I'm saying? And from there, mm-hmm. I got them. They can't say, I read that. I just feel like mm. I, I feel like the 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 classic even even with the with the uh, the the street however you want to classify it like when I when I read Iceberg Slim's Death Wish mm-hmm. I was reading it I'm like y'all this dude right here is is, is better than Mario Puzo mm-hmm. like I'm reading it because of his language and the way he presenting the story. The way mm-hmm. he's talking, like I'm like, yo, this guy's better than Mario Puzo with what he's talking about. You know, mm-hmm. you had the blacks with the Italians, and he and he explored their culture, both sides, the, the blacks and the Italians on both ends, and the way he used the language, the way he the way he put it together, the whole entire story. It just made me feel like he was just a better writer than Mario Puzo. Period. Yes, like it wasn't. Let me ask you this, bro. What you think separated? What you think separated? Uh, what you know? What made it where the rest of the world don't know about him? Hmm. I I I think the honestly, that's another thing I was gonna say. I think it's the marketing. Like even 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 with even with you, Al. Like no bullshit. Like if you had a powerful market behind you, be the best thing going. You the best thing going. Oh, let, let me take that. Bro. You it's are right. the it's best right. thing going. But if you it's had right, just the right. marketing. Like I'm and, and I'm saying this from a place because I'm I'm like in school right now I'm like on my last semester in business management and I'm I t- I'm taking this marketing class and what I realized the one thing I'm realizing is that the rules of business and marketing work and well, what I mean by that is check it out you you in school right so take your job yeah. let's take it yeah that's all I'm saying like I, like I I know I know my weaknesses I know my strong points and that is one of my weaknesses. Yo, marketing, marketing is the is the main thing. That's the one thing I'm learning in school. Like you can market anything to mm-hmm. anybody, and the one mm-hmm. thing that I'm what I'm learning to understand. And, and first, let me say this: the one thing I didn't, I never liked about Street Lit, as far as the authors that I, I never liked the authors that was was selling me Street before their book. And what I mean by that is uh-huh. they're trying to prove to me that they really from the streets because they're writing this. <laughs> right. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, because to me, Stephen King write horror. He don't got to go kill nobody. So I just mm-hmm. want you to be good at what you mm-hmm. do. I didn't like that. But at the same time, with Street Lit, when you pushing it, push it the right way. You have to market. I feel like you just have to know your audience. Like, I know my audience. Most of the people I'm going to find that's going to identify with my writing at first is going to be in prisons. And jails. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are going to be the first people that's going to identify with my writing. That's my target audience. Mm-hmm. And then I have mm-hmm. to expand my market from there. I have to let them people from in there tell the people out here. I have to let now the check, people from there come home and spread the word. Now check this, right? Let me interject. Yeah, go ahead. No. I just I just want to take something real quick, right? I remember when I first when I wrote my first book, right? And I'm 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 named I name drop man because this I'm I'm a real dude so I, I name drop. Yeah. Um, I remember brother Shannon Holmes. Um, I was shopping my joint and I remember he said he said yo son he said I read your joint 
fire. He says, however, you ain't going to make a whole lot of money because you need to turn your main character into a female mm-hmm. because that's who buys your books. Now, that's a jewel in itself. Now, to me, on my pivot, I was like, listen, I'm from the street, homie. This is my story. This ain't a female that wrote this story. It's a dude that wrote this story. This is my story. It has to be authentic, and it has to be real. When it comes to marketing, what I think the the line that has to be drawn is this. If you don't have a team behind you, you don't understand the business aspect of it because when you write mm-hmm. the book, you just write it. Now, mm-hmm. once you finish writing, you scratch your head and you be like, okay, who's going to buy this? Who's this book for? Mm-hmm. That's where you're marketing. That's the marketing. What, what what Aaron is saying is that marketing is the key, is the the cornerstone, it's the foundation mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. business. So right, right. being an author, you're an author. So if you want to be an author, then be an author. If you want to be a businessman, mm-hmm. you got to mm-hmm. change up. And that's just the re- the reality behind it. And a lot of people, I think they fail to realize that is a difference in I'm keeping it real. But then, mm-hmm. if I don't keep it real, keeping it real might keep you broke. Word yeah. But then you say, yo, I'm selling out? Are you selling out or are you a businessman? Because there's a lot of people that will be like this. Listen, I'm trying to get to the bag. And in order to get to the bag, I have to be able to be a chameleon. I have to change with the times. Mm-hmm. The industry is changing. Mm-hmm. Technology changes. So I have to I have to be abreast with everything that's going on if I'm really trying to get this bag. I'm not talking yeah. about a deal. If you want to be independent, then you got to learn not only to be an author, but also to be a businessman. Right. That couples, that's, with, that's, that couples with it. I agree right. with that. That's, and that's I think, what I was going to get to with the marketing. Like, you have to, like, you have to be able to market yourself and not, and not be thinking, like, this ain't going to work like this. I got to change this to get to the bag because you could really change people's whole entire perception of you and the product with, without ever having to change the product. Like I'm, I'm learning that in marketing. Like I, Apple do it all the time. We was just talking about Apple last week. Like they do it all the time. They don't change the product. They just change the, the presentation of it and the numbers go up. Go ahead. Yeah, Sean, go ahead. Let me interject with that. That's kind of what I was going to say because, I mean, with all due respect for the marketing aspect, certain things you can't – certain things that you can't uh, disagree with, but there are also certain things you can't quantify. For example, Al Sadiq Banks, if he was white, he'd be getting to the bat like Stephen King because the product speaks for itself. You see what I'm saying? But the fact of the matter is as long as he's known as a street author, he's not going to get that big look. Like even Sister Soldier, right? The sister did her thing. She was getting mean dollar advances, right? But at the end of the day, she changed up. When she went mainstream, a lot of her stories changed up, so she didn't get the same reception. Like that coldest one ever was that bag, you know what I'm saying? But the other books that followed that, they weren't as raw. They weren't as street. So she got flack behind that. So that should tell you right there that they still like that street shit. You see what I'm saying? You just haven't had a chance to... Uh, yeah, we just haven't had a chance to have that big look, like I said, a sister soldier who still had got her look because she was affiliated with Puppy back in the day. And she put a grind in. But mm-hmm. if Al mm-hmm. Sadiq Banks 
was a white dude. Come on, man. It's ridiculous his success he would have. Because but let me say this. We're speaking about, sorry, we're speaking about marketing. Like, um, it's like my, my situation is totally different. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed because, because I'm one of the only ones who has, who has this kind of situation where, where um, for whatever reason, from day one, my books just bled into the prison system. Like, I've never, I, like, I've never even relied on stores. I've never relied on readers on the outside. I've made a living for 15 years. No job, no nothing. That's all I do every day for 15 years. And I've done that throughout, you know, they, they say that women, you know, men don't read. Like, I've made a living off of men reading. So, right. like, as far as when you, when you speak about marketing, like, my marketing is, is never going to be seen on Facebook because I'm not in the Facebook groups. I'm not in the Facebook Absolutely. Like, I don't even... I don't even talk about my books on social media, so it may look like I'm not marketing, but I'm the same dude that that has dropped fifty thousand a time in magazine advertisement, fifty grand in one month. You know what I'm saying? For a three month campaign, yeah. I might have spent a buck fifty. So like like my it's no it's no it's not by accident that my books um are all over the prison system from here to Honolulu because that's where I spent my money at. Right. You know so, right. So, so the, the marketing standpoint, it's not that I don't understand the market; it's that I do understand the market. Like I do understand marketing mm-hmm. more than I will admit to. I do understand the market, and I and and, the, and me understand the market lets me know that I have male-driven books, which means women don't want to hear that. So I'm I can't keep spending my money in S. I can't spend money in S magazine, every magazine, because that's not my bingo. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Let me jump on that. And, 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 and this is, this is, and I'm going to tell you something where I got to tell you, and this is a lot of things that I think is, gets um, lost in translation with a lot of people. Um, a real, a real nigga don't, don't say what they do. I'm gonna tell you what I'm what I'm I'm a firm believer in. If you still see somebody around, they not around because they not because they don't have no money. At at some point, you give up. If you it, you can't beat a dead horse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if if the brother say if you still seeing a brother dropping and he good and he he moving around and you be like yo the brother hey, yo he's still doing numbers but it ain't the 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 difference between. The, the the social media, how I get my money ain't your business. Because if 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 I'm getting it this way, I don't have to prophesize or, or, or run around and say, yo, this is how I'm getting it, yo, bro, this is how you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. on a lower scale. But so a lot of times people people misconstrue a lot of things about certain people if they don't if they don't see me oh I, oh um Alcibi. I just read I just read the 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 new joint. You feel me? So. Uh. You, wow. nah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it 100. Yeah, I stay, yeah, I stay, I stay real with, cause I'm a real reader. So I, I stay real with, with, with those, those authors that I know that if I spend my money, I know what I'm getting. Okay. I know exactly lot, what I'm bro. getting. Thanks. You feel mm-hmm. me? And, and, and that's, and that's just the bottom line to it. I don't read mm-hmm. a lot of other people. I can't do. I just, I just can't read a lot of, cause that shit make me feel so stupid at times. <laughs> Feel me? And I was like, yo, I can't relate to it because I'm from a whole different era. I'm from a whole different era. And regardless of me being street, regardless of me locked up, or none of that really matters to me. It's the, it's the, the, mm-hmm. the point being is that all, all authors, all authors, if they want to really get to the bag, they have to educate 
the new the the ones that's coming up and not that's selling right. the game, but be like, yo, just step it up a little bit, homie. We not telling mm-hmm. nobody mad that you coming in because we came in the same way. Like, kick the door mm-hmm. in, B. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to kick mm-hmm. the door in, kick the door in, but don't fuck it all up for the, the people that's coming. You kick the ladder down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You kicking the ladder, you you going up the ladder. Now you gonna kick the ladder away. You fucking the game up, and that's just is is. And if you're from the street, everybody understands that. Yo, why are you playing with the points, man? Don't play yeah, with the points. Right. Yeah. Keep it that's official. A double, Let's, that's a double-edged sword, though. Like real talk, because you're right. That do be happening. But the reason why that be happening is, is the same why the same reason why everything out on the streets is fucked up. There's no OGs or the people that's out there. Standing in OG shoes is not correcting these people. Like people would rather see people do it wrong and not say nothing, thinking not that they just like yo, thinking like yo, I'm not gonna be messy. I don't want to look messy. No, I'm not say nothing. And then two, three years later, listening. now everybody forced to sell for ninety nine cents. No, they're not listening. Bro. People pulling the coat. Mm. They're not listening. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know what? I'm, I'm on I'm on every side with that man. Like I've seen, um, it, they are. For the most part, the veterans are separated from the newbies. So, so um, I'm one of the ones that, like, if they, I, I'm not in their groups trying to tell them what to do. But if they come to me, I will give them advice. I ain't looking for them though. I ain't gonna front. No, I ain't no. going looking for them. <laughs> I ain't going looking for them to school them or nothing. You know what I'm saying? But if they come to me, I'm gonna give them advice where they can print it, where they can do this, where they can do that. You know what I'm saying? And 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 when they come in and nobody don't guide them, you fall, like it's the same thing. Like when I came, when I first came in. Like, nobody wasn't giving up uh, information on printers or nothing. So you just, you know, you end up getting fucked or you end up messing the game up. You know what I'm saying? But we don't understand that when they fuck it up for themselves, it's only going to be a matter of time before, you know, they fuck it up for us too. Because now they're going to get going. Like, I'm all paperback. Like, I I don't do shit in the ebook world. Like, I mean, like, I make a living off of paperback. I still sell plenty of paperbacks every month. Like, that's where my money comes from. You understand where I'm coming from? So the, the ebook world is a whole other world that like untapped market for me. Like I don't, you know, I make a couple dollars a month out of that shit. But so now my my plight is when I go to a store and they be like, oh, why are you trying to give it to us for seven when such and such gave it to us for three? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they did it for three. So now, like the store owner said, listen, you know, you ain't no different than them. You're a writer, they're a writer. Like they don't care what you know for the time being. They don't care. Listen, y'all the same. You trying to sell your book for four dollars more. So now, if I would, if I could have got hold to those dudes that came to the store and gave it to them for three, then maybe I wouldn't be running to this dilemma right now. I appreciate uh, that, and that's street, and that's that's what you talk about. What Aaron was talking about, what niggas be trying to press, like they really. Uh, let me <laughs> let me identify that I'm from the street. Hey, yo, listen, I'm, t- I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. I s- and I'm, I'm gonna tell this story one time, and I, like I said, I'm name, I name dropping everything. The, my first publisher, my first publisher. Um, I think it was Pilot Publishing, my first publisher, and I remember. Yes, I remember I, that over there on my. I screen. went down. Yes. I was at, I'm in Brooklyn, and I remember I went down on Fulton Street, and I think one of one of the the, the, the authors was like, "Yo, um, homie selling books for like five dollars, mm-hmm. <laughs> paperbacks for five dollars." So I was like, "I said not mine." So he was like, "Yeah." So I went to home. I went on one twenty fifth. And I ran, and I was I went to every vendor. I walked the whole um, 125th, and I walked up and I seen my books and all the other pilot publishing books, and I was like, yo. I said, yo, how much this book is right here? Homie was telling me, he was like, oh, this book right here is five, this one is five, and then he pointed at my book, and he was like, yo, this is five. I said, this ain't five dollars. So I started <laughs> snatching my books up. And, 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 and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, listen. 
I said, this is my book. I said, this ain't five dollars. And the the publisher, I, I can't remember homie name, but he wrote a book. He was he was sitting behind me, and he was like, hold on, June, I'm such and such and such. And I was like, oh, this the nigga I'm signed to. I was like, what you doing? He's like, no, I got so many books. And I was like, but listen, my dude, I said, we not starting that right here. You damn right. I said, because I'm selling my books for $10. I can't compete with myself. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. th- my my thing is this, is that I'm flipping tables over for mine. That's how yeah, I give it up. Right. And that's how I give it up. So my point being is this, is that what, what Al Sadiq is saying is that it, it's, it's not guerrilla tactics, but it's like this. Listen, if you really want to get money, and you want to stand for something, sometimes you, you got to stand firm on your pivot and just let them know, be like, yo, listen, I don't care if it don't sell one copy, B. I'm not breaking. If I'm on nah. the streets and I'm and I'm hustling and, and everybody's selling whatever it is and I know I got the best product out here, why you think I'm a, I'm a everybody selling for um, $6 and my joint mm-hmm. for 10 Mm-hmm. You think I'm mm-hmm. gonna go down? You think I'm gonna go down to six dollars, and I'm paying more money for what I'm buying? Yeah. I know how it go. Yeah. So yeah. the problem gonna be is like I need to go over there where he at with them six dollars and go have a conversation with him. Yo, my dick. Yo, there's a problem right now. What's the problem? You stopping my money? You fucking the mm-hmm. game? And this is what. And this mm-hmm. is what. And this is what real. This is what street lit is. If they want to talk about what street lit is, that's what street lit is. Mm-hmm. So coin it, yeah, they're gonna coin it, coin it the right way, because that's when you get on it, you get, you go on the street and you get your money and you not listen. These these ten a pop, ain't no five dollars. Mm-hmm. The virus is too widespread right now though. Like, yeah, bro, I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah, honest, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna just be honest, like it's too widespread right now because yeah. while this was going on and I was being a revolutionary on the front line arguing for mm-hmm. people and this, like mm-hmm. I became the bad guy. In the midst of that, like real talk, like real talk, yeah, like that's let me tell you, you know what you're talking about. You're talking about social media. So this is real, yeah, not yeah, social media, and 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 and, and it, it trickles over into into live person. I'm gonna get into how that happens as well. Like it, it starts on social media, and then you know. But like one day, me and, one day me and Treasure Blue was arguing. We was going back and forth. He's telling people to sell their book, and I said, dude, knock it off, okay. You can't tell nobody what to sell a book for because you don't even price your own shit. You signed to a publisher. Like, don't do that. Don't fuck the game up like that. People were scared to talk to these people like this. Yeah. They were scared yeah. because they didn't understand, like, oh, well, that's Treasure Blue. I don't give a fuck who it is. And Treasure, my man. Word to mother. Like, that's my man. That's like, my I dude, too. I'm, so I'm a, I met I'm his a family. big one, too. I love that dude. Yeah, I met, I met his family. Me and that nigga, God just talked to that nigga the other day on the phone. And everything I'm saying right now is a fact. Like, he'll tell you himself. Like, you just, you just can't be fucking up the game like that. Mm-hmm. And when I was running around being a revolutionist for this shit, other motherfuckers in the industry, some people I felt like out of fear because they knew I was coming. They was just mm-hmm. whispering in the background like, yo, fuck that nigga, he messy. Yo, don't fuck with that nigga, he messy. Yo, don't mess with him, he messy. Yo, he think he know it all. Boom, boom, But everything I say couldn't nobody dispute it. Like, mm-hmm. the shit was just mm-hmm. actual fact. So the, but the best thing to do was to turn people away from me. And then it trickles over into live person because now when these authors go to these stores or they go over here out of town, they go, they putting a bad name on you. Like, this is, yeah. I'm speaking from, I'm speaking about my experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking about my experience. I'm speaking from experience. 
Like they putting a bad mm-hmm. name on you and they doing it in front of people they shouldn't be doing it in front of. They shouldn't be doing it in front of nobody. But if they was to do it in front of other authors, that would be one thing. But these mm-hmm. dudes done got so comfortable now because exactly. of their access to social media that now they speaking out of turn in front of people they shouldn't be talking in front of. So yeah. now when I show up and I say something or I'm there, I'm over here or I'm on social media, wherever I'm at, the reader now feels like, hey, I could say fuck Aaron Bebo because I was just talking to so and so last week and he said fuck Aaron mm-hmm. Bebo. Mm-hmm. It's no, it's no, it's no, it's no, uh, it's no separation in the game. It's, it's readers and it's, it's business. It's people in the business conversing with people not in the business. And exactly. That, and that, and that, and right. that Way too much. And that's the problem. That's the Way problem. too much. You know, I don't see so many. I don't. I've seen so I'm many sorry, legitimate, legitimate editors, agents. Uh, graphic artists, typeset people. These are people that I knew that was in the business that was really, they really knew what the fuck they was doing. You know where they at now? They back working a regular job because people yeah. got their friends on Facebook. Dude, I'll be seeing these people talking about their bosses online, and then 10 minutes later I see them talking about I need five test readers. I'm like, yo, what boss do that? What boss yeah. send their product out to five people that randomly say I'm 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 your Huckleberry. I'm I'm, I'm I got you, boss. Who does that? What boss I know, makes but that you, type you, of decision? You misrepresent. You misrepresent the word because that ain't no boss. No, but I'm saying right. people were saying that, getting a hundred likes, and then ten that's minutes what, later they putting this up. So now the perception is for the that's, other new that's, author that's, that's coming media. in looking. They like y'all. Oh, I need five test readers. I don't lot with social yeah. media no more because, and you know, not, not I'm not even plugging what I'm doing, but I just the the the, the idea behind everything was this is that I know, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a holler at Sadiq. I remember um, right before I was getting off of social media, I was saying that the brother is innovative and doing different things, comic books or whatever the case is, right? Because you're supposed to expand Like your creativity doesn't die It's not just all about books So I remember I just always say that I wanted to get I wanted to get um, See my see my shit in film And I, and I hooked up with my um, Two of my brothers And we, we put out a web series Now this is my first This is my first go round And I put so much energy It's two years And I put so much energy You know you learn You learn You make mistakes Or whatever the case is But the thing is that there's something real impactful that Al Sadiq said. He said, let me tell you something. He said, for instance, mainstream don't know what to do with urban fiction. They don't know because they don't know the market. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing. Like when you take the next step to do something else and, mm-hmm. it, and it's mm-hmm. the new wave, it's the same thing. The mainstream part be like, what do we do with that? It gets yeah. a lot of hits. It gets a lot of likes. I mean, it's a lot yeah. of views, but what do we do with it? How can exactly. how can we make money off them dudes? And independently exactly. when right. you think independent, because if you're a real boss or if you're a real if you're a businessman, you say, Yo, listen, I'm not selling you this for fifty thousand. I'm not giving you a hundred bands for this and then mm-hmm. you make a hundred a hundred million off it. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. sign everything over mm-hmm. to me, and and the funny part about it is that that's the problem. 
And the problem is, is this, is that we pigeonhole ourselves all the time. It's not no collective effort when it comes. It seems like it's always like even when you talk about hip-hop or if you talk about rap, hip-hop is the culture, but rap changed. The rap ain't the same. Trap mm-hmm, music. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. it's like everybody is, is. I don't understand rap no more, and I feel like I feel like my father. Oh, y'all mm-hmm. listening to this booty boop boop music, and now I'm looking at my son saying, "Yo, B, I don't understand this, but I'm from the street, nigga." Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, Dad, you washed. Dad, you washed up. I'm not, no, I'm not washed up. I said things change, and in order for you to to. to like I always thought about this, and it might sound kind of messed up, but a cockroach, a cockroach can withstand a nuclear, a nuclear holocaust. Ooh. They can adapt. They're not gonna die. They're gonna come back. You, mm-hmm. you can freeze a roach, and when he throw out, he good money. You see what I'm saying? And the, wow. the idea, I always used to think like, niggas, you a roach? I'm like, yeah, I'm a roach, but in in what in what aspect? Because you have to be able to adapt to changing times. And if you can't adapt, you need to find your lane. The brother Sean mm-hmm. said, yo, listen, I, I, I created Gangsta Rodica. That's that's synonymous with me. So now that's your lane. Mm-hmm. So now when it's something that's widespread and you said something as big as urban fiction and you're saying everybody scratched their head, why is that gangster romance? Why I write urban lit fiction, hip-hop fiction, street lit? Where are all these categories coming from? What do you write? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Identify mm-hmm. with what you write. What do you write? Yeah. Do, are you a real author oh, yeah. or are you a writer? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it street right. lit? Yeah, Is it urban fiction? But a lot of people don't even know. They don't know the demographic. They don't even know. They just say, when I write my book, everybody gonna like this book. No, everybody not gonna like this book. You have to know exactly, exactly where this yeah. where this fucking book go, and you gotta put yeah. it where it belongs. And be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, my man. My and they don't man, see it that way. They don't see it that way no, at strong, all. They say that like My strong folks, he had a publishing company years ago, and he had sixty motherfucking titles. And he said, "Yo, this book right here is contemporary. This one is this. This one is that." This. And I said, "Yo, when the motherfuckers see your logo, they ain't gonna know what the fuck to expect. You exactly. need to narrow this shit down. When the motherfuckers exactly. see your logo, when the motherfuckers hear True to Life or My Name Al Sadiq Banks, you know what you're gonna get, and you know what you're not gonna get." That's it. Bottom line. You know what I'm saying? That's bottom, bottom line. line. You got to know yeah. it. It's about the DNA, they got to know. And, and, and that's, and that's I always tell Keisha that that's where a lot of us don't really, what's that? We don't we don't pay attention to branding. Like, your reputation means every motherfucking thing. Like, when a motherfucker hear your name, they're supposed to automatically know I'm going to get some, shoot them up, bang, bang. You know what? I ain't really in the mood for that shit. I ain't going to fuck with them today. And that's okay. Yeah. But a motherfucker needs to know. When right. You, when, you, when, you see, when you see McDonald's, Golden Arch, I'm actually thinking French fries, and you know I I, I got to take some Popeyes fries today. It's okay. You coming back tomorrow, but not today. You ain't, ain't what you want. Exactly. But you know where to go when you want. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so people just, be, people is. just write a book and, and, and put it, you know, all over the place, you know, thinking that it's going to go universal. Then they, if they spend marketing money, they put it out there universally and not, you know what I'm saying, so they're wasting a lot, of, a lot of money instead of just putting it in the exact place where the fucking go, man. Where right. it's supposed to go, and you said that I remember when we did the um, writers' life chat at the bookstore this summer, and the woman was saying like, you know, she didn't read those books, and you said to her, "I don't write books for you." And it was like it wasn't <laughs> cocky, it was arrogant, but it was like, "I don't write books for you." No, that, I think that's I, I think and you know what, and, and, and you know what, and and that's that's what this this is what the industry is missing. And and that's what I'm trying to talk about. That's what I mean when somebody told my street lit. 
if you're gonna tell me street lit, it's just like a it's like a dude. You go down. If I, I don't know if brothers been locked up, but I, um, I guess everybody. It's fucked up to say it because it's stereotypical, but it's set out to be. Everybody been locked up before, right? <laughs> and you know. Not me. And you too, Keish. I'm sorry, but you know that sometimes, sometimes you could come, you could come on a compound, and it could have been a dude that's from from another hood, and he was saying, and he shouting out different names, and then your name might have came in the mix. And when you step in, when you step on the yard, and then people be like, "Yo, so you know such and such and such and such," he was like, "Oh, he used to bang with you and that that that," and you look at this, I don't know this dude. Mm-hmm. Be like, mm-hmm. huh? Be like, yo, nigga, right. come here, homie. You was using my name? I don't even know you, homie. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Come here. Now you're my son. So my point being <laughs> is this, is that everything, everything because, listen, it's fraudulent. It's fraudulent. Mm-hmm. Every you, If you were street, if you want to claim to be street lit, research. Word I don't got to tell you, I don't got to tell you my background. When you meet exactly. me, you're going to figure that out. Yeah, exactly. you're gonna figure it out on your yeah. own. If you're a real dude, you're gonna figure that out on your own. When you see me, you're gonna be like, you know what? Okay, cool, fine. You know what? I see how he move. I see how he talk. And if something ever pop, and I got I got dudes in the industry that know this to be a fact. If something pop off, I'm the first nigga to bang out. Mm-hmm. So, the, 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 aside from all of that, but I write books. I write books. I write stories. I'm not trying to live out a character in my book, B. This is exactly. this is who I am, but I'm not living out this character. If I wrote if I wrote this game has no loyalty, and I say yo, this is loosely based based on my life. Okay, cool, fine, that that's it. If you want to pick, this is Junior. If I'm Junior, or if I'm Kendu, or if I'm whoever, that's on you. You ask me, I tell you, listen, it's fiction. But if mm-hmm. I write another book, and it's just as and it's just as hard. Don't if you want to try to if I if I'm fronting if I tell you that. And so you come in, yo, yo, that's you. I mean, yeah, nigga, that's me. I used to give it up. Like, no, you're not going to get that from me. Mm-hmm. I, wrote a, I wrote a book, mm-hmm. homie. You, you enjoyed that? Thank you. Thanks for the money. Mm-hmm. Thanks for, did you enjoy the story? The experience? Was it real? You're, yo, bro, that that wasn't you. Nah, that wasn't me. What Aaron said is so true. Don't don't claim something that you're not. Don't tell me yeah. you don't sell me that you a real nigga before, and and you wrote this book and all this because you can't be you can't who who you 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 shooting a hundred rounds and you you got a nine millimeter. Oh, uh, like let's let's yeah, keep man. it let's just, keep it real official on how story, it really runs man. down when somebody right. run down on you. Like if, when somebody run down on you and you've been in the shootout. A real nigga gonna be able to tell if he reads it. If yeah, that nigga really was in the shoot. Cause that's how it goes, son. Worth the mother, son. I remember. And it's 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 certain things about a story that you can tell. But if you want to write fiction, <laughs> research it. Even if I got it from Al Sadiq Banks, and, and I was sitting there and I was talking to him, and he said, "Yo, bro, let me tell you a couple stories about when I was on the block and I did that, 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 that." And I say, "Yo, okay, I'm gonna take that." I'm not going to tell him I'm taking it, but I'm going to be like, that, I'm going to take that and I'm going to put it in my book, but then I'm not going to step out and say, that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Like you gotta do, do research. research. Do, do research. Like when I came home, don't be that character because that's not when you. I, I'm an author. Don't. I tell people that all day. I'm an author. None of this is real. It's fiction. It's called urban Wait. fiction. Yo, when I came home, man, I ain't gonna lie, man. I was studying everybody, like, like, like everybody. Like, I know things about authors that they fans don't know. Like people that be claiming to be their fans, they don't know. I had the, the I had the opportunity 
to interview Al Sadiq one night. And I went through his shit. I didn't bring in none of this, the the the, the shit that he was talking. Cause I watched every video he ever put up, going through Jersey, riding around with his man, picking his cousin up, his butt, everything, fucking chilling at the cigar shop, everything. You know what I took? One sound when he was fucking killing him in the fucking Golden Gloves, the boxing, the Olympic champ. And I brought that in when before I brought him in mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. let people know another side of this guy. Yeah. Like yeah. this dude was champion in, in another another space, and I don't know what he was feeling that night when that happened. Mm-hmm. But I know that I, I felt like nobody never interviewed him like that before, not mm-hmm. interviewed, mm-hmm. but brought him yeah. in like that. Like yo, like oh shit, this is unique. Because yeah. I I'm gonna to... do that for the next time I have him on the show. Thank you for that tip, Aaron. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. The crazy part about this is this. Let me say this. When I first came in, right. When I first came in, it was a thing back then, like, uh, every every author that, it was only really female author at the time, but if it was a male author, he, he just came home from the can. So Exactly. I, I, with, with me never being in the joint, they automatically, the dudes that was in already automatically thought that I must have been a good guy because I never was, I was never in the joint. So nobody really knew my story until, like, four or five years in, and I did a documentary, and niggas started really understanding, like, yo, like, this is where I come from, but that's not what I carry right now. You think what I'm saying? So the whole the whole street. Mm-hmm. So some guys get so caught up in the street aspect of it, like that they have yeah, to always be. Yeah, they always gotta be. Ah, nah, man. Like I mean, for one, we always know, like you know, Frank Lucas, the Frank Lucas of the joint. Like you said, the loudest man in the room is, is the weakest man in the room. So them dudes, well, and the same thing in the rap game. Those guys that run around always gotta tell what they done and shit like that. They really never done nothing. The dude that say he from everywhere really from nowhere. You know what I mean? So, so, so yeah. with me, like, I always look at the ones who be doing too much, and 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 it's like you said, Aaron, it's key words that let me know if you know or you don't know. It's key words, man. I can see it. I can listen to a whole five minute uh, interview on Hot ninety seven, but if you say one wrong motherfucking thing, I'm gonna know. Listen, that motherfucking friend, man. He took too long to replace, <laughs> and that was the wrong fucking word right there. And that number don't add the fuck up. The nigga lying. Hey, what about basic things? That's no, no. That makes that, that definitely makes sense. And I want um because like we got twenty minutes left, and I want there's um there's a question that I want to ask before this like you know get some. We get kicked off or what have you. But going mm-hmm. back to this whole the street lit, you guys, okay, it's four of you on the show. I got you got Sean and Al Sadiq. You guys are independent. Then you have June and you have Aaron. You guys have been with other publishers. I'm gonna start with you, Aaron, and then to you, June. Why why did you sign with a publisher versus staying independent? With this, because a reason why I'm asking this question is, remember, at the beginning, I said, they said that the genre is this multi-million dollar industry. So knowing that and that them, and them not wanting us to be with the masses, it would make sense to stay indie. So why would you sign with someone else? All right, well, with my situation, um, I've got, got a very, very unique unique deal with, with the people I signed with. And they promised me, you know, they was going to put my books and books a million ahead of a multitude of other authors that they already had signed to them, you know, and, okay. and they did that. And, you know, they had, oh. at the time, they had, they had Meek Mills signed. Like, they was the, 
they had his name where they could use his name, basically paying paying for the trademark of his name. And his name was on a book over there. So I was like, yo, I'm about to use this shit for me. Like, like oh. people know Meek Mills. Like, I'm about to use this shit for mm-hmm. me. Look, I'm mm-hmm. with the same publisher as Meek Mills. That's what I will always tell okay. people. I would never even mention the publishing company. I'll be like, yo, I'm signed with the same publisher as Meek Mill. Okay. Okay. Now, Jewel? My, my, mine is, is, is real different. I did it on some G shit. Um, not saying you ain't doing it. Let me, let me correct that because that sounds some, that was fucked up. But no, man. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not, no, no, no. I, nah, because I, 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 I talked out of turn when I said that. What I'm saying is this, is that I was approached, I was approached by so many, um, like them newbie authors um, that had publishing companies and they was doing that, that I think they call it that pyramid scheme shit. And they was always, oh, yo, June, I see you be out here on social media, you boom, boom, boom. And I was like, yo, I'm good, man. Like, I'm, I'm good. But I went to, um, I went to the Harlem Book Fair, and I bumped into Jaquavis, Ashley Jaquavis, and he he hollered me. He's like, "Yeah, yo, I was talking, woo woo And he said, "Yo, I read your book." And I was, and at the time, I was like, "Yo," I was like, "I ain't believe he read my book." I was just thinking because mm-hmm. I was I was actually buying this book for my for my lady, so I was like, "Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah." And I was with Treasure Blue at the time, and maybe maybe about three weeks a month later. My man Quan called me. He was like, "Yo, opportunity knocks. Would you would you answer the door?" And I was like, "Okay." Then Quavo called me. and He was like, "Yo, June." He said, "Yo, I, I'm starting up this new company. Boom, boom, boom. The publishing company." He said, "You know, um, I want I want a real, authentic and a, and a, um, a good author. You interested?" Out of all the people that ever approached me, he was so official. When I say official, I mean official to the point where he was like, "Look, homie." I'm gonna give it to you the way you want it, and we gonna rock out. Loyalty is my. Lo- I'm a loyal dude, and I'm like, yo, if I could still do what I do and 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 write for you and make a couple of dollars, why not? Cause it don't hurt what I'm doing. It it it, it never hurt what I'm doing. He's such a stand up, straight up dude with me. I don't know about nobody else. I know with me, it was straight up and everything beneficial. From day one, I still rock with my dude. Still to this day, we still rock out. But that was my my reason because the the approach was different. Like you have to filter out. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna do a if you're gonna collaborate with somebody, you're not gonna collaborate with somebody that you don't really believe. Or if you sit down and you mm-hmm. have real meetings with and you talk and they be like, "Yo, son, listen, this is how it is. I'm a real dude." So I, I took it for what it was. And he was mm-hmm. he, everything that he told me, he stood by his word with me, and that's on my that's, life and, and, with and me, that's, and, and that's that, and, and that's, that's just what it was. I never signed to nobody else. My first, my first person I signed with was Pilot Publishing. Killed that deal, made him give me all my, give me all my rights and everything back. But with the homie, I never lost no rights. Everything I still got me right now. Everything that that I published with him is mine. That's how real he is, and that's no, right. there's no filter to that. And that's, yeah. and when I say giving it up, that's how he give it up. And so that's why I'm always like, that's my family. Like, yeah. you can deal with these other sharks and these. <laughs> listen, if if I would have, if if let's just 
say if it was a money thing and I ran and I jumped on a, uh, on board with another dude and he he doing numbers and you see social media be telling all oh, this nigga and he ain't pay me and that that I had never had that problem number one never had mm-hmm. that problem secondly is that I'm gonna go see you I'm going mm-hmm. to go see you it ain't gonna be on social media. I'm not doing social media about nothing when it comes to business. I'm be like, yo, let me holler at you for a minute. That's how I do. And I watched, I watched all this. They, they, they petty. Yeah. So when it comes to business, it's like they think they getting a bag, but they not getting a bag. It's one man getting all the money. Mm-hmm. One man get mm-hmm. all the money. Mm-hmm. If you don't know mm-hmm. business and you don't know how to negotiate and get your money, then come on, man. And so for me, it was more or less it was um, the right person. And the right opportunity came at the right time, I, I, and I ate good. I can't lie. Position it. It's all about me. It's all about positioning. Yeah, right? yeah. I ate yeah. good. I can't lie. Yeah. Gotta be positioning yourself. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And I'm like, hey, okay. I've seen. I'm like, I'm like June two. I'm getting all my rights back. <laughs> and that's what that's what I'm saying. If it, if it was to come around again, and and this is just, I'm just keeping. I'm gonna keep it a buck all the way. The, the only way to me. Is that you have to fuck with somebody that's seasoned, and that's in the industry that really know the ups and downs of it. Yeah, no, I dig that. I dig that totally, man. Like, I mean, any any game we play, man, it's all about positioning, man. The the, the you know the the right hand set up for the you know what I'm saying the left hand set up for the right hook for me all day long. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's all positioning, like, and and you know what works for you. Like one thing about me, like I'm the type of guy, like. I don't care, like, even on the street, man, I don't care how much money another team getting or how much that dude get, that dude getting. All I'm really concerned with is what makes me comfortable. Like, so, oh, yeah, over there they paying this. Over there they paying that. No, listen, this is where I'm at right here right now, and this is what I need. So, you know, like, that, that for you, that was a great situation right there. You was comfortable with the situation, and, you know, and, and it, it worked for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people be hands all over the place trying to get in this situation, that situation. You knew what you needed. For that time period, and, that, exactly. and that's what put, right. that, that's what put you in a great position. You know what I'm saying? Right, and there's no loss in me, and, yeah. and exactly. it's no loss. You ain't gonna see no the Facebook rants, the social media. Yo, give me, uh-huh. yo, uh-huh. this nigga held out on me. It, it, come on, like to me, I'm too old. I'm too old for. I've been in the game too long. I I, I, I took a back seat uh, from you, social media. Huh? I came in in 2008. Yeah, I knew you've been around for a minute, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I came in 2008, yep. and mm-hmm. and that was all paperback, and it was just changing over to e-books. And, and uh-huh. I, 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 got caught, I got caught in the mix. I was like, yo, what happened? I was making so much money off paperbacks, and then all of a sudden, I couldn't sell, I couldn't sell my cases no more. I was like, what's going on? Wow. Like, is, everything slowed down. I was like, yo. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and up the panic happened, and then with, even with the e-books, I remember all of a sudden the e-books for $10, $10.99. And then Lord one day mother. I turned around, I'm doing three thousand, I'm doing three thousand a month, and then I turn around and yeah. it dropped to a thousand. I was like, What happened? And then I yeah, see ninety nine cents. I was like, what? Yeah, I, I was I telling never people seen, that I was I like, Yo, I'd get like thirty six hundred dollar check. <laughs> yo, the ebook, yo, the wave was crazy, nah, for man. Real, like, at I, first, at first, he's not lying. That wave yo, was like, crazy. At I can't first, front. at first, yeah. ebooks first dropped. Everybody was selling for nine ninety nine. Everybody, and yeah, I'm talking, that's how a lot of these, that's how a lot, that's how a lot yeah. of these new companies blew up. That's how a lot of these wow. new companies blew up and was able 
to go around and jerk people because they really was getting the capital at first. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. that shit, that, that 99 niggas start telling niggas, yo, get your name out there, 99 cent. And oh, that shit man, they killed the game. game. Yo, I had an argument with a, yeah. with, a, with a dude right on this panel trying to grandstand on me right on this panel about the 99 cent thing. And I'm like, dude. Stop. Like, I'm telling you not to sell your book to 99 cents because when you go in the bookstore with your paperback and want them to buy it for 6 or $7, they're going to pull your shit up on Amazon exactly. and be like, no, thank you. I can't sell this. Exactly. exactly. Like, yeah. And like, nobody seems people to understand really that. Born. That's the biggest problem. That's the biggest that's, that's, problem, Aaron. Really Even, like, they, they got it for 99 cents, and then they don't understand when they go into the bookstore and exactly what you say, what you just said, that's what happened. And it's like, you're selling it to the reader for a dollar. You want me to give you five, six, seven? No way. I, why can't I buy it from you from a, you know, for a dollar? And that's the problem. And that 99 cent, and just like you argued with Treasure, I argued with Treasure. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you Words of mother. I remember him. I said, why? He told, he told them, it's just like going into McDonald's on the dollar menu. It's not. It is not. No, it's definitely books. not. And you cannot Yo, do it that way. And so Yo, this is, we would this just go back fact. and forth, and it was just, it was, it was just, all, it was crazy. This is just marketing. You know, you know, you know the funniest There's thing no about business. that. You know the funniest thing about that is this, right? I know, I know for a fact that I, my, my books, I sold my books on a corner. I used to be on Brooklyn and Brooklyn on Fulton Street religiously. And I used to knock out cases of books, maybe two, because I had the trilogy then, and I was knocking out maybe three or four cases. And the thing was, to me, was I had my books on Amazon and on Kindle. And I remember somebody was talking to me, and I was talking to them, and she said, um, she said, is this on, um, she said, is, do are your books on on Kindle? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's on Kindle. I said, yo, I'm gonna sign this right now. I'm gonna give you the. And she was like, yeah, and right in front of me. She looked up on it and downloaded the book. And the book was, I think, I had it for three ninety nine. I was selling my joints for ten dollars a pop. And she was like, no, I just got it. I just got it for three ninety nine. Why are you selling it for ten dollars? I was like, yo, the paperback costs more. What's what's wrong with you? Yeah, like, they, you don't they get don't it. Unless you go get the. You're gonna get, you're gonna get my deal. my signature. <laughs> So my point being is this, is that you have to understand that even the bigs, they went to war with Amazon so that they could set the prices because Amazon tried to set their own prices so Amazon could rake more money. And Mm -hmm. the bigs was like, listen, we're going to set our own prices because now they got hardbacks, and the hardback is going to be set at a certain price, and the paperback is because, you know, the bigs, they do the, the hardback, and then they do the and they do Kindle. Then the Kindle and the hardback, the the, 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 the number is, is, what, is one or two dollars less? Well, you, Amazon won. Yeah. No, yeah, Amazon didn't win. Nah, Amazon did not uh-huh. win, bro. Nah, Amazon definitely didn't win that. No, nah, the nah, they the did not win that. The bigs won that. The bigs won that. They get the price they books. They get the price the books the way they want to price it. I stay, I stay, I stay coming with that because this is the this what is Amazon the problem. did. Huh? Well, listen, Foster. What Amazon did, they found a way around it. If you inside certain programs like the Kindle enrollment program, exactly. See, you got it. But with the bigs, with <laughs> the bigs, with the bigs, that's independent. Yeah. The bigs got a whole different contract with Amazon, homie. Definitely. They don't yeah, have to be independent. independent. You don't have to be in part. 
even as an independent, you don't have no, to No, no, you don't have to do the enrollment program. with the like the all that all those programs that they have. What yeah, I'm saying is this part, if you're a part of that enrollment program, Amazon's still gonna be the price of book. They circumvent Oh no, no, Amazon they they, they get the circumvent it. Right. They they get to price yeah. it. The bigs get to price the e books. Because if you if what people don't realize is this that before all these authors that let's say they were with a big they, they were with the, with with a big company, their contracts never had inclusion of anything digital. So right. now if you try mm-hmm. to put my book on digital, yo, you gotta give me another contract. And I gotta exactly. catch the residuals from from that. So how are you gonna exactly. how you, tell me how we gonna write a new contract? So before they write the new contract, this is like Amazon. We gonna put this at Amazon. No, we gonna we gonna match. We gonna price match this if somebody can get it cheaper. No, 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 no. We not mm-hmm. doing that. Right. This is the set price, and this because we gotta pay them this. Mm-hmm. Amazon giving out thirty five cent. Come on, right. baby. You gotta sell a million no. copies. You you gotta sell so many copies to make a. Uh, come on, like it's ridiculous, man. It's, it's almost impossible. like the, the, the record industry. It's, 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 it's you it's have to the, the the grunt work that that it takes to do that. But the point, what I'm saying with the bigs is this: is that we're so we're 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 small cogs in a in 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 the big scope of things. And mm-hmm. collectively, right. if it's if it's if it's ten dudes that's making like yo, I don't have a problem with selling ninety nine cent books because I'm getting rich off of it. But there's nine hundred ninety nine other motherfuckers that's not getting rich off of it, and they struggling trying to make uh-huh. it because of the ninety nine uh-huh. cent. They think that they're gonna have a breakthrough. Stop that already. Those dudes yeah, that's getting yeah. the right. breakthrough with the ninety nine cent, let them do what they do. Be keep them going and start the movement where it be like yo, listen. At least for the bottom line, if you want to make money and you a new author, if you come out with one book and you wrote and you wrote eighty thousand words and you're gonna sell it for a buck, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, but it's no standard yeah. no more. Like that's the that's the number one thing. Like and it's just no standard and the market. It's no other market, yo. No market. I don't care where you go. No product in any market took takes a dive. From fourteen ninety nine to ninety nine cent and rise back up. No product nowhere. Anytime you see the price drop on on any any product in the market, it's gonna just keep going lower. The PlayStation Four is not gonna go back up this year. Trust me. That shit done no. got dropped. That shit gonna keep going down. And next time you see a big price on a PlayStation, it's gonna have five on it. And that's just exactly. history of market. So when you see that when when the, when our market was infiltrated by these new people that were coming in and neglecting standard. The, our market ain't going back up. If you suddenly, if, if you ain't ready to go out there and grind, like for real, hit the jail, hit the street, what Al mm-hmm. Sadiq is doing, if you're not ready to take right. that approach, if you not and, and just set your price at the at a standard on on Amazon too, and not worry about it, let that shit sit there. Mm-hmm. You won't get it. Keep reading that mm-hmm. other shit. Because I know the con. Nobody's yeah. gonna be able to. Content. Nobody's yeah. gonna be able to create my content. Wait a minute, I got to interrupt. We have five minutes. We have five minutes. And before I get, let you guys go, I want you all, you know, each of you to be able to let people know how they can still follow you. This is great. And we obviously are going to have to do a part two to this in the future. But um, I don't want us to get cut off right in the mid, you know, mid speaking as you're making a valid point. So, Al Sadiq, um, you can start it off. Then, Sean, Aaron, and June, how people can stay in touch with you. Uh, Al Sadiq <laughs> Banks, Al Sadiq Banks. Twitter is uh, Al Sadiq, and of course, uh, Facebook is Al Sadiq Banks. Okay, sure. 
All right, you can catch me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Arthur Sean Sinclair. You can check out my blogs on Don Diva Magazine at dondivamag.com. Check out my articles on LitIsh at litish.com. And go to penandpenpublishing.com and check out the latest. I got some coming through. I actually just opened up Pen and Pen Publishing as a full-service publishing company. So for all the authors mm-hmm. who are out there trying to get their stuff right and want to that standard, holler at us. We got some deals going on, too. Yay, congrats. I'm going to come see you. I, I, I need a deal. Let me clarify that. Through. Let me clarify that, Keith, real quick. Not traditional author deals. We're going to help you get your books published up to standard. Services. Uh-huh. Okay, right. so, yeah, okay, so literary services. All right, and Aaron, how can they stay yeah. in touch with you? Uh, Aaron Vivo, everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all, all Aaron Bebo. Like you, whatever you, whatever you see, Aaron Bebo, because there's not no other Aaron Bebo out there. So it's going to be me. All right, in June. Yo, Brooklyn, June. Um, the other side of Brooklyn, my web series. That's what I'm pushing. Um, okay. I got something new. I got new fire coming out. It's gonna be a um, the web series turned into a book too as well. Um, Facebook, Brooklyn June. Twitter, um, Instagram, Brooklyn June, and the okay. other side of Brooklyn. That's what's up. All right. Well, I yeah, man, everybody need to go get no exit so too. <laughs> yeah, so really? now, they need to go get the library, homie, because the library is something serious, man. Yeah, like, the catalog I, is crazy. Yeah, but they gotta the, get the, that the joint. Because once they get yeah. that, they're gonna be a, they're gonna lock in as a as a fan, a forever fan. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a crazy thing. When that's a fact. Places, when I go places, I cuff that. When I don't even pull that one out of the car. Like when I'm here, when I'm talking to people, I, I hide. Nah, that's 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 yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you know what? Too, that that joint don't be being available all the time either. Nah, not even. I know you stay selling out. My first joint, and I'm not, you know, I, I, I graduated from there, so now they be like, yo, what you ever like? Nah, I don't read that one. Read this one right here. <laughs> 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 no, but I want to say oh one thing, goodness. man. But I, I want to say one thing real quick, because I, I, this should be on my mind. When I was saying about what I was saying to you, um, June, about the positioning, I was, I was, I just want to be clear. I was saying like every man know what worked for him. Like I was, I don't want you to take it that I was saying that worked for you, that worked for me. I was saying that was, like positioning is knowing. What's gonna help you get to the next level? Where you kind absolutely to get to. true. That's, that's absolutely. That. I've been thinking like that. Hold the brother, hold the brother, you take that wrong. You think I'm nah, 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 absolutely <laughs> not, man. Come on, we yeah. we yeah. brothers in arms, B. This yeah, ain't no this doubt. ain't no new author. I'm a I'm a seasoned. I'm I, I, I like to think <laughs> myself as a seasoned yeah. author. I'm from the old school, B. I come uh-huh. from the street. I'm from I'm from the old school. I already know ain't no <laughs> larceny here, man. It's all yeah, love, no, man. No, no. I just was, I ought to be thinking about that shit all night, but it's like every move got to set you up for the next one, man. That's the reality. So some people, you got to jump on this right here to get there. You know what I'm saying? You got to know what move you're going you gonna, to gonna, gonna put you in a place where you need to be. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And a lot, of guys, a lot of guys don't know that because they're so busy trying to follow every other wave. They don't know where they need the to be. The trend, be. exactly. Yeah, exactly. They don't follow, don't follow the trend. So, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Al Sadiq, Sean, Aaron, June. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been great. Appreciate Anybody it. that missed part of it, please go back. Mm-hmm. Check out the archives at www.writersbikechats.com. And next week, we will be back the same place, same time. Good night, guys. Take it easy. All right. All right. Good night. Good night. Thank you. All right, brothers. Thank you. Peace, Peace. Peace. Peace.